give and it will be given unto you. The Rosicrucians recognize themselves in this statement. They experience these words as an invitation of the growing kingdom of the soul within them. True happiness is implied in reacting to this invitation. He who achieves the quintessence of being human has knowledge of his origin, lives through matter and finds his true place and destiny. He becomes the servant who prepares the house for the other one and spreads the light for all who approach the house in unity, freedom and love. Unfortunately, true unity, freedom and love in all capital letters do not exist in our world. They can at its best be accessed through unity, freedom and love without capitalization and even then only temporarily. We can say that people are in essence driven by anxiety, worry and fear, but at the same time also by a deep desire for unity, freedom and love. In the earthly dimension we primarily experience repetition, attachment and fear. And only when we gain access to the dimensions of the soul, we will be able to experience true unity, freedom and love. If we want to understand the mystery of the soul to some extent, it is necessary to have at our disposal a great freedom of consciousness. A human being who has such a freedom of consciousness will be able to find out for himself if he is busy trying to remove himself from the binding chains of everyday life or he is really trying to rise above the world of phenomena. Because the freedom means not to be attached to things around us, nor to oneself. However, the greatest freedom lies in this, to rise above oneself and to dry oneself with everything one has to the God. We have been wandering around for ages, incarnation upon incarnation, going through the same experiences hundreds of times in this world, like on the treadmill, going through number of eternal repetitions, of eternal rising, shining and fading. We have been seeking for ages with our unsatisfied desires, our passionate struggle and our vain attempts seeking to escape from the suffering. For a long time we have been suffering the anguish of karma, of the burden of guilt which we created and which we inflict upon ourselves by our dark way of life. For ages we have been enduring the suffering of ignorance, the suffering of separateness, the fear on account of our distress of life, the horrors of hate and struggle and crime, the fruit of 
our passion for self-preservation and of our selfishness, our inner misery and our delusions. And at the end, at the end we become exhausted and desperate, staring with eyes that do not see into the plain misery and gloominess of this existence, of this existence without purpose, without sense, without light. But then there is a point when inner light starts to speak to us from within. It calls us and only then we understand the urge to awaken. We understand the longing for freedom, for the truly liberating light. With the freedom of consciousness, the new idea of life will reveal itself in a completely different way, in a completely different vibration, sound and color. And through this, the gate of liberation may become accessible to us. Liberation in this sense means becoming free from a consciousness that separates itself from the world and fellow human beings. Essentially, human development has only one goal, to take up the thread of its original higher destiny again and pass right through the material world of suffering. This is in order to accept as an organ of divine powers its task of cooperation with the plan of creation in unity, freedom and love. The condition is that the spirit soul becomes the driving factor in a person's life again in order for spiritual values to lead humanity. The goal of the path is to bring human being back to his original field of life as a healed microcosm. This is the aspect of the spiritual harvest. Of course, freedom does not mean that we can just do anything because there are cosmic laws that we must respect. True freedom obeys the law and if we break moral laws we are corrected by the law of cause and effect, the law of karma. Real freedom also has nothing to do with avoiding all bonds. Bondage to pure autonomy is the worst form of bondage. This is why there is only one path to freedom. It is the path of return to cosmic obedience, of return to harmony with the Logos. All this brings us to realization that a positive breakthrough is the only remedy. A natural balance is no longer possible. We are surrounded on all sides by high walls and all that is left is 
suffocation, or a breakthrough. Suffocation results from the lack of atmosphere to live in. It means destruction without alternative. On the other side, breaking through the walls is also painful and extremely difficult process, but nevertheless, it is the one that brings freedom to the troubled soul. We are all faced with the choice between the pain of destruction and the pain of the liberation process. The powerful drama of the nature of death is that every human being is led to the consciousness and the experience that we are living in a hell. As soon as that consciousness has become ours, in the violent storms of good and evil, and that consciousness is an absolute knowledge formed out of experience, we can make an attempt to seek and find the true state of consciousness in unity with the God. Imagine now the one single atom in us that stems from a different world, a world in which divine unity, truth, freedom and love are known in their complete form. One single primordial atom that leaves us constantly searching for things like peace and happiness that would explain the deep longing that urges people to constantly strive for attaining these values. We all have a truth within us, in our own being. Why then are we looking outside of ourselves? Why don't we stay within ourselves and use our own treasure? Maybe because the treasure the path is within ourselves, but it is dormant in a germ of life, in a seed which is referred to as the spirit spark. We can only really find it if we do not look for it, or at least not from our ego, if we are not seeking to survive. The whole point is to silence our ego, to be quiet inwardly, to attune to our inner being and to listen. To overcome our fears, worries and anxiety, to be consciously guided by the voice and the power of the primordial atom. Only when in complete humility we are willing to totally change our lives and listen to the voice of the other one within us, that voice urges us to take the first step on the path. In our material world, the soul cannot breathe and is therefore as nearly dead. But the voice of the soul resounds in us as a desire for unity, freedom and love.
Therefore, although we are mortal human beings, we must re-establish the communication with this other one, the immortal one, with this true human being in us. Microcosm, however, does not exist on itself, it is not autonomous, it belongs to an enormous mass of microcosms, to a tremendous all-unity. That is why every activity, every manifestation of one microcosm needs to be totally subservient to this all-unity. That is why the state of service, of absorption in the all-unity, in not-being, is the necessary basis for being. When we can release any blocking imaginations and attachments, only then we can reach a higher level of freedom and only then we can make a greater contribution to the unity. Something eternal will also develop in us. Something not tied to these earthly cycles that rise, shine and fade. The poem from the Tao Te Ching says, Containing all within itself, the way is the primal cause. It was, is, and shall be in all eternity. Its omnipotence borders on space and time, and from its logos, the world soul has come forth. The way is the primal cause. This idea is confirmed by all the mysteries because it is from the holy divine forces that true life proceeds and this true life will go on existing throughout eternity. But for us, the most important thing is that we have to gain participation in that eternal life to see it and to know it once more. It is for this reason that true life radiates a beam of light, a beam of power and beauty into the world of mortality. This beam serves as a bridge over which we can cross so that we can enter again the original land of the Father. The human being who is following this way knows that the world of space and time still borders on it. He stands on the straightway, the path that leads to the liberating new life without any detours or byways. And the rhythm of this liberating path is around and within him. It is like a song of the Lord, like a gentle silver-toned melody. It is like the river of God flowing through the eternal city. One breath is equal to a heartbeat. Breath causes the lifeblood to flow through the veins. And now, with every new breath, one is aware of unity with the divine universe.
His whole being longs for it. And there is but one divine, all-inspiring will which carries him along and urges him forward. It is like an oak tree that rises upward from the tender seed of renewal. This giant of the forest is the symbol of our link with the Holy Universal Spirit. Or, like a lotus, that delicate white and pure flower that rises out of the mud, that symbolizes the Holy Spirit spark flowering within us, the awakening of the latent rose. And the Spirit stands above and beyond nature. The Spirit comprises the great plan, which is the divine force behind every manifestation. The high order of the all-revelation demands that life will long for the lofty guidance of the soul and accept its direct and absolute guidance. If this happens, there is an immediate unity with the Spirit. Only then, one can, may, and must speak of the man, of the threefold divine man, the manas, the true human being born of God. The Sanskrit word manas, mind, and manu, man, share the same ancient root, man. That is why in English, man is used in a general sense to refer not to the gender only, but to all human beings who are capable of rational thought, that is, possessing a mind. It is only logical that the following step is love. Love with a capital L. Love means to become one, an absolute unity. Love is the unity with the Gnosis. The law of love, which upholds the entire cosmos, is immediately and immeasurably strong and unassailing. And so all those who fulfill this law. Love, in this sense, revealing itself in a definitely recovered head-heart unity with all its breathtaking consequences, this is truly the birth of the light of the God, the resurrection of Christ in man. We can only react to the impulses of the soul if our nature allows it. Our reactions should therefore be completely authentic. Much of the inner work is done invisibly. If people on the spiritual path use their individual talents cooperatively, then despite great diversity, they will work together harmoniously from a basis of unity, freedom, and love. The human being who has lived through the path of self-sacrifice in this way enters into the unity of the new life. He experiences and comes to know the freedom of the children of God. He is linked with the pure universal love. He is truly man and truly God. 
The essence of a pure life is in us. The essence of the soul is unity, freedom, and love.